Welcome to episode 199 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. My guest today is Ashlyn Gorse Cousteau. She is a journalist and conservationist with a really wonderful message and story to share with you guys. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But first... If you're anything like me, you have been looking for fun and engaging in-home classroom activities. So you might have seen me posting about this on my website, motherhoodandhollywood.com, and my Instagram, but the Peanuts Gang has some wonderful at-home lessons and activities. They are designed to um, be educational and the kids can explore space with Snoopy and Woodstock. They can also learn about NASA and Mars with all the Peanuts characters. One of the wonderful things about this is the way it really reinforces a positive mindset. It helps your kids um, persevere with the Peanuts gang. All of our favorite characters, Charlie Brown, Lucy, Linus, they're all there. And the best part is they're free. Head on over to peanuts.com to check them out, download them, and um, have a little fun with your kids. Channing and I went outside. Um, we took the springtime activity, and it was a great way to get outside, look at trees, look at nature, smell some flowers. Um, she took her binoculars, so she really had a lot of fun getting involved with this lesson plan, and it helps so much to know that these classic characters that we've all grown up um, with, uh, she knows knows and loves as well. So it made it a lot more fun and interesting for her as well. So head to peanuts.com to download these free at home classroom activities and lessons right now. All right, let's get started with today's episode. Here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. I hope you're all hanging in there during this time of social distancing. I know for us, it's been um, a rather interesting challenge. Um, Chris and I are both uh, working from home officially, and so is Channing. Channing's been homeschooling. And we have been really struggling to, to find our rhythm. And some days we think we've got it. And then other days we don't. But to be honest, you know, we're, we're grownups. We're adults. We can handle it. Um, but I really worry about Channing and her mental well-being, her mental health. You know, her birthday was a couple of weeks ago. We tried to make the best of it. Um, but I think it's really getting to her now how, she, how much she misses her friends. She has a weekly writing assignment. And this week, her writing assignment was to, um, you know, write a couple of sentences about how she's feeling and being at home and all of that. And it was really sad because she said that she doesn't like being six feet apart. She misses Chuck E. Cheese. She misses her friends. And her last sentence was, I am sad. And seeing my child, who is so normally like just jovial and upbeat and energetic, write something like that just breaks my heart. I know this has been a really hard time for people all over the country and all over the world, but, um, you know, just on a personal level, I'm trying to find ways to comfort her and engage her still without her being able to see her friends. And also, quite frankly, just check in with myself every once in a while. It's hard for me to not see my friends or go out to events and kind of be on the go like I normally am. So that's definitely been a challenge. So let me know how you guys are how you guys are doing. I would love to hear from you. Check in with me um, and uh, share your thoughts and I'll share them here on the show because 
Um, that's what we're all about here at Motherhood in Hollywood. Um, I definitely want to hear from you guys. Speaking of Motherhood in Hollywood, you guys, next week is my 200th episode of this podcast. Now I have done probably a couple half, you know, a couple dozen or so like bonus episodes, like smaller episodes, but in terms of like full length episodes, this is gonna be number 200 and it is not something I ever imagined or thought I would be doing. Um, and we'll talk more about that next week. So, but it's just, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot. 200 episodes is a lot. Um, but speaking of a lot, uh, my guest today is Ashlyn Gorse Cousteau. She is a journalist and an explorer. And if that last name sounds familiar, well, that is because she is married to Jacques Cousteau's, uh, grandson. His name is Philippe. I- I'm saying it with a French accent. Maybe he goes by Phil or Philip, um, but I'm saying it with a French accent cause it makes me feel fancy. Um, but as you know, Jacques Cousteau is very famous, um, uh, oceanographer and explorer and environmentalist. And, um, Ashlyn has sort of taken up the passion of, of her own passions and, um, her husband's family's passions as well, and turned that into a career for herself. She used to do what I do only for e-network. Like she was on the red carpet. She would go to premieres and junkets and all of that sort of thing and has now found uh, a new calling in storytelling. She is a host, a speaker, a filmmaker. She and her husband have a new virtual reality exploration experience called Drop in the Ocean that premiered at Tribeca Immersive last year. We're going to talk about that. She also was a co-star on Travel Channel series Caribbean Pirate Treasure. We're going to talk about that. And you guys, she's also a new mom. So we're going to talk about how motherhood has had an effect on all of her world travels and her um, passion for the environment and for conservation as well. So without any further ado, here is my interview with Ashlyn. I am so thrilled to be chatting with Ashlyn Gorse Cousteau. Hi, Ashlyn. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. You know, when I was first doing research on you and reading about your background in entertainment at E! and Entertainment Tonight, I was struck by how similar uh, our career paths have been. And I would love to know where your passion for entertainment specifically began. Yeah, well, uh, so I grew up uh, in North Carolina and um, I remember one day turning on MTV and watching MTV's House of Style with Sidney Crawford. And right, and I I remember sitting there and being like, wait a second, that's a job? People get paid to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and around that same time is when E had the show Wild On with Brooke Burke. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I want to do that. So there I was, this little kid from North Carolina with no connections at all in uh, the entertainment biz. And I just decided that that's, that was my goal. And I uh, went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I studied in their journalism program, which is amazing, um, but it's all hard news. So uh, even through college, I was always trying to look for the entertainment stuff to cover. Sure. And I just, I just, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I heard about the NBC page program at 30 Rock in New York City. I applied, I got in, um, and then from there, I just kind of worked my way up 
worked my way up. Uh, I was a PA for, from the page program. I was a production assistant at Access Hollywood. Then I became a field producer when somebody called out sick one day. Then I became a producer and I moved over to MSNBC for their entertainment shows and on, on, on. So um, it was just something that I knew I wanted to do at a, at a very young age. I love that you had these goals and this dream and you just went after it. That is so inspiring to hear. And also I could not agree more about Brooke Burke. She's amazing. And, you know, I used to watch her too all the time. And if you think about it, she was the original travel influencer and travel Instagrammer. I mean, it was like every, every time she was in a fabulous location, eating great food, trying an interesting cocktail and these really cute bikinis. And I was like, that is amazing. And now there are all these people on Instagram who are desperately trying to be that travel influencer. But Brooke Burke, she was the OG. She did it first. She did it first, ladies. So let's talk a little bit about some of your work on the red carpet. You were at Entertainment Tonight. You were at E! Um, doing yeah. basically kind of what I do for NBC Los yeah. Angeles here, interviewing stars um, about their films and projects and stuff. And you know, I have to tell you, sometimes it's a huge grind to do this job. You know, we make it look fun and we make it look exciting. But honestly, it's a tremendous <sighs> amount of work. You know, it's it's a lot. Did you think it was a grind? I absolutely loved it until about year seven and I swear to you (laughs) that's when I understood the seven-year itch that people talk about and usually they talk about it in marriages but if you love your job then you're usually married to it so yes yeah (laughs) it was was, I mean it was honestly it was great I've, I've interviewed every single celebrity you can think of I've gone to every single amazing place in the world to you know to to for movie junkets But after about seven years, I just remember thinking, I think I had to work an Oscar red carpet. And, you know, I'm sure you get this too, Heather, but everybody's like, oh, my gosh, the Oscars, you're working the Oscars. It's so glamorous. And I'm like, yeah, but what you don't see is, you know, especially on E!, we had live coverage all day. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, what you didn't see is I was up at 5 a.m., and then I didn't get off work until almost 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back into the office at 7. <laughs> so, and you're out there in a really pretty dress from the top up. But on the bottom, especially I work the Vanity Fair party, I would have on, you know, leggings underneath my dress with Ugg boots because it's freezing. <laughs> and you never actually get to go into the parties. You're just outside of the party, <laughs> starving, thirsty, and usually you really have to pee the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. People don't realize that you're sort of stuck in this. It's a grind. Yeah, it's a grind. You're stuck in this one by one square foot of space, hoping that celebrities come and stop by and chat with you, you know, and it's difficult because I work for NBCLA and a lot of times they don't want to stop and talk to um, local affiliates or smaller outlets. Um, so it's a lot of me yelling and screaming for celebrities um, to please stop and talk to me. But that's OK. We just we carry on and we do what we got to do. Um, but I would love to talk to you about your love story. How did you meet your husband? Um, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. So, so it was around that, that seven year time, um, that I was just starting to be like, wow, am I 
really spending my career talking about Kim Kardashian's tush. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and cause I was, yep. and I, I uh, went to one of my girlfriends had invited me to an event. Uh, it was during the BP oil spill and she had invited me to this event that, that a gentleman was going to give a speech. And, um, it, I had just I'd had a long day at work. I was so tired. All I wanted to do was like take off my fake eyelashes, <laughs> take out my extensions, <laughs> and go to bed. <laughs> but she talked me into going. Uh, so I went to this event. We went early so we could scoot out. And uh, in all of a sudden, in walks this guy. And mind you, I'm I'm super tall. I'm five eleven, and I love to wear giant heels. So I was in four inch <laughs> heels. And this guy walks in, and we're like eye to eye. I was like, oh my gosh, who is that handsome man? <laughs> and my friend was like, that's the guy that's giving the speech tonight. I was like, oh, we are definitely staying for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so cute. And that was it. Philippe came, we, he came up to me because, like I said, we were there early. So we're the only people there. He had known my girlfriend that, that had invited me. Um, because they had both, you know, he lived in D.C. at the time and she had lived in D.C. prior. Um, and we just started talking and, and literally that was it. Um, we just kind of, we both joke, but after, after, like even during the event, we both told people like, wow, I think I just met the, the one. That's like, that was it. You just um, know. You just know. You just, huh? Yeah, you just, you, we just knew. And thankfully the feeling was mutual. And, <laughs> that's and always, just, that's a problem always, too when it is. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh crap. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, we just, uh, that was it. Uh, we ended up talking after his event. Um, uh, they literally, we ended up talking about like family and our dogs and traveling and, our love of the world and they were vacuuming around our feet at this restaurant. Like they didn't kick us out, but they were like literally vacuuming around our feet. So, um, uh, he pushed his flight back until the next day. He cooked, he came over to my house and cooked me dinner. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, win, win. And, uh, that's it. We've, we've been, we've been together ever since. And, and he even tells the story that, you know, he had been filming in the Gulf, um, you know, and through this horrible, horrible natural disaster and, and watching all these people's livelihoods, uh, you know, all the, the, the fishermen and uh, the tourism people were their livelihoods were just gone. And he also really just wanted to go to bed <laughs> that night. <laughs> he didn't have any uh, fake eyelashes on, but he, <laughs> he more just wanted to go to bed. But he decided, you know, I really need to do this and and share the story of these people. And that's when we met. So. Yeah, I, it was just meant to be. And uh, from that, you know, one of the things that we really bonded on was the our love of storytelling. And obviously our storytelling was coming from two completely different backgrounds, which obviously mine was more in the pop culture and the entertainment background. And his was more from the conservation background because uh, Philippe's grandfather was Jacques Cousteau, uh, the amazing uh, conservationist and... Um, media icon <laughs> um and and uh so he his storytelling always comes from more of a very like serious science-based background and you know even from that first time that we started dating you know, we'd always brainstorm and be like well how can we make saving the world more fun how can we talk about nature in an exciting aspirational way um and that's really when we just started kind of coming up with this idea that it is amazing 
you know, our, our planet is amazing and incredible and it's full of adventure and stories. And, and especially we always look to tell the human stories when it comes to the environment and some of these the issues that are facing our environment. Um, and that's it. And then, so really our, our relationship and our kind of work ethic just really folded into one into the other. And, um, I'm married to my best friend, my business partner, and a guy that's really, really cute. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love hearing those stories because I'm one of those people that's also happily married as well. I've been married for almost 19 years to the love of my life. Um, yeah, yeah, we are still in love today. We're getting ready to celebrate our 19th, our 19th anniversary, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But one of the things I love about you and your husband is you found a way to marry your passions together. Um, your love for conservation and, um, the ocean with film and entertainment and television. Tell me about that. Well, I, um, you know, I was always a a water baby growing up. My parents would joke that I would try to swim in a puddle. Um, (laughs) I've just, I've just been one of those kids. Um, and I always wanted to learn how to scuba dive, but it's, it's, you know, it kind of takes a little while to, to take the classes and it's really fun if you have somebody to do it with. And I could never find anybody to do it with. But when Philippe and I met, I was like, huh, I bet I can get this guy to, <laughs> to help me get my scuba diving license, yeah, which I is bet. very true, considering his grandfather is the one that invented the Aqualung, which is the uh, the regulator piece that we still use today, that, you know, it was, they're all based on his grandfather's invention. So um, uh, we, when we started to kind of talking about these ideas, and, and like I said before, making, making adventure fun and making Saving the Planet fun, um, we had met with Travel Channel, and they they were like, you know, we kind of have this crazy idea that we think that you and Philippe would be great for, and it's all about hunting for pirate treasure. And we were like, okay, tell us more. <laughs> and so for three seasons, that's exactly what we did. We went around the Caribbean, and we went into history and everybody loves pirates, right? I right. mean, they're just, you love to hate pirates. They're so bad, but they're so interesting. And uh, we would uh, look for lost ships. We would look for lost pirates. Uh, we would look for buried treasure. And it was so fun because it truly was a history lesson uh, that involved adventure and puzzles. And um, at the end of the day, also our natural world. So as we were looking and diving uh, in these incredible places, we also got to see, for better or worse, what was happening to the ocean in those places. Um, so it was a it was a great, awesome, fabulous show um, that that really taught people about our ocean and about history and was super fun. Uh, and all three of those seasons are up right now on uh, Amazon. So I know for people <clears throat> um, at home, staying safe, uh, that's a great little kind of uh, adventure and escape that you can go on with the whole family. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, I also want to talk about this um, sort of escape under the ocean that you and your husband have created, this escape with virtual reality um, called Drop in the Ocean. What is that about? Yeah, so so drop in the ocean is so incredible. It's um it's a VR experience, and um, you know as as a storyteller, and and Heather, you know this too. You're always looking at, at new ways to get people excited about um, subject matter, 
And for us, it's, you know, how do we get people excited about the ocean, especially people that, that have never scuba dived or that will never dive. Um, so when um, these the producers came to us, um, they're like the, they were working with the leading plankton uh, scientists in the world. And they said, hey, we have these amazing uh, little creatures um, that live in the ocean. And everybody thinks that trees provide a lot of our oxygen, but it's actually plankton. Plankton, phytoplankton in the ocean p- provides about 60 to 70% of the oxygen that we breathe. So yes, the Amazon is the lungs of the land, but it's plankton that is the lungs of the planet. Um, and we just, so they just had this beautiful, amazing story about how incredible these little tiny microorganisms are. Uh, so we shrink people down to the size of a human thumb and you go swimming in the ocean with plankton and fish and whale sharks and turtles. And it's incredible. It's really, it's really, really fun. So it's, um, it's at the California Science Academy up in, um, up in San Francisco right now, um, which I'm sure is not taking any visitors at the moment, but I'm sure it'll be up and running <clears throat> in the coming months. And um, it's just a really fun adventure to just change the perspective that people have. Um, so it's just, it's a big, big ocean. And it's amazing to think of all the tiny, itty bitty little creatures that live in it. Absolutely. You know, I am fascinated with underwater sea life and sea adventures, but not fascinated enough to actually want to go underwater because I'm terrified of the open sea. Um, But I love watching things that are filmed underwater. It always feels so peaceful and beautiful. So I love that you guys go and do that and you explore and capture those images and video so that uh, all of us land dwellers um, can enjoy it and learn from it. And as if you didn't have enough on your plate already, you're also a new mom and your baby girl is about to be one. Um, Tell me about that. Tell me how motherhood factors into your travels and into your filming life. Yes, yes. Um, Her nickname is Baby Fish, but her real name is Vivian. That's so sweet. (laughs) She's uh, she's, uh, 10 and a half months, and yes, 100% now. And that's actually the reason why um, we only did three seasons of Caribbean Pirate Treasure. I got pregnant, and the only thing, more or less, one of the only things you can't do when you're pregnant is scuba dive. So I wasn't able to scuba dive anymore, um, which was a bummer, but obviously for a very good reason. Yes, yes. And now, you know... uh, we yes on our projects going forward honestly we we want to take her with us we want her to be part of the adventure um now philippe's my husband philippe his father uh died uh when philippe was still in his mommy's stomach um Mm -hmm. she was three three months pregnant um when when her husband philippe's father died so he never got a chance to meet his dad um but his sister his older sister she was out on calypso she was out on adventure um with with the crew and during filming and that's something that we've just always envisioned for our little family we want to be able to go out together because otherwise we won't see each other um so yes moving forward all of our projects that we're pitching now involve vivian Um, because we want her to explore the world with us. That's, we think that's so important. 
that is so cool. I love that you find ways to incorporate her and um, bring her along with you on your adventures. You know, my daughter just turned seven and we love to go on adventures together. Most of ours are day trips and things around Southern California. I mean, not now, obviously, because we're all um, social distancing. But when we do get to travel, we love going on day trips, going um, to the beach and um, doing some exploring. So I would love to know if you have anything planned for right now, any other trips coming up? Uh, well, we were actually supposed to be in Africa two weeks ago, um, but that obviously got uh, got pushed. Um, but I, I really do want to take her to Africa, though I think she'll probably get more out of it if she's a little bit older. <laughs> but, you know, one of, one of the things that uh, Philippe runs a nonprofit called Earth Echo, and they do such amazing work all over the world, and it's geared towards young kids. And, you know, they really leverage adventure, storytelling, and STEM education to empower and inspire young people worldwide to act now for a sustainable future. And for us, you know, we were always very passionate about that and, and young people and, and the power that they have to change the world. Um, but after we had Vivian, it just really renewed our, our passion and our drive and, and our motivation to make sure that these, that this younger generation knows how powerful they are, um, in, in making changes for our world. And so uh, kind of everything, everything we do, um, uh, be it from the media, the television shows, the documentaries, you know, it all has this driving message to let young people know that they have power and they have a lot of power. Um, so that's kind of always like our guiding light, um, is to make sure that the kids, kids know how, how important they are for our planet. All right. So one last question. Do you miss being on the red carpets? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I will say still when I watch the Oscars or the golden globes, I do get sad. I do Mm -hmm. get sad. Um, or if I go see a really good movie, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I would have loved to have sat down with so-and-so and asked them this question. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, but I, it, pop culture still has a place in my life, which is nice. Um, it's just, I, I will say, I do miss getting hair and makeup every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. Especially now with a little one. I'm like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm, it's a good day if I put on mascara and lip gloss these days. <laughs> Where's that mommy glam squad that That's we need? Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, not much has changed. It's all of us still are standing around on the red carpet, not able to go to the bathroom, um, yelling for celebrities to um, come over and talk to us. No food breaks, all of that good stuff. So it's all pretty much the same. You're not missing out. I'd much rather be traveling the world. Um, Ashlyn, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and share uh, your life with us. Thank you, Heather. And if anybody is, you know, for all the parents out there that are just looking for, for good STEM activities to do with their kids, they can go to earthecho.org slash at home, and it'll give them a whole list of things that they can do either just outside of their home or even in their home if they totally can't leave, just activities to, to keep you in touch with nature and, um, and give you a nice little, a nice little break from all the stuff that's happening. 
That is a really cool idea. I love that. Well, thank you so much for telling us about that. And I'm going to put up information about what we talked about today on motherhoodinhollywood.com so everybody can go and check that out and see what Ashlyn is up to. That's going to do it for me, you guys. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. (laughs) Mama funny. Balls.